I am here with you guys today. This is the Rodriguez, and we are going to be doing our Bible study. All right, so we're going to be doing our Bible study for our new uh, podcast series. This is the first time I'm doing this, so please um, bear with me. I didn't want it to be too the light like for the sun outside so I kind of put the blinds there so if you are listening to the podcast welcome to the podcast station once again if you are here in person uh welcome once again all right so we're gonna get into a a new series okay this is a new podcast bible study and this is titled misconception the misconception of the sea okay so we're gonna be talking about the misconception of the sea I'm just going to be breaking down a few scriptures for you guys and just breaking down uh, just some revelations that the Lord has revealed to me um, regarding this specific topic. All right. So if you are here, um, I know that you guys just finished dismantling divination and uh, many are concerned about what is it? What does it look like to sow? What does that mean? You know, how is that supposed to look? What is sowing a seed? So, so many people are learning so many things. And um, I definitely understand that, that you guys are trying to really figure out a lot of things. You're trying to navigate through this, through this walk. Um, you're trying to, you know, uproot different things or different practices that you've, that were taught to you that weren't, that you are kind of finding out now that weren't so, um, sound so we're trying to do so much things okay and I want to talk about some things today and I just want to go over you know I'm gonna give you guys a few scriptures I'm gonna um share a few things with you and a few revelations um that the Lord gave to me um specifically regarding um many things so I've been taking a lot of notes this week I have this this is literally 15 pages of notes for this specific bible study usually it's that much for me um when I'm when I'm going through a study or when I'm uh studying in the bible I'm writing things down um so because it takes it takes a lot um when I'm reading, you know, so I want to write this down so that I can remember those things. So I want to go ahead and um, get started. But first, I want to pray. I want to pray us into this uh, Bible study. Okay. I'm writing something down really quick. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today, God. Thank you so much uh, for today's Bible study and all my listeners on the podcast, in person, on YouTube, wherever they are. And God, I just pray that you just guide us through this study um, just to reveal your truth, your perfect truth as to what uh, you are trying to reveal. We know that the Bible translation is translated in so many different forms of translation. Uh, but God, we are just asking for your Holy Spirit, even as I teach my what you have given me, because there's so many different ways somebody might say it. But God, let the people that are listening be able to see the revelation for themselves as they are listening and they are getting ready to be receptive to what they're getting ready to receive. So God, I thank you for everything that you have put together, uh, getting ready for this Bible study, preparation, uh, with the notes you've given me and everything um, that you've put together to do. Um, Lord, I just pray that this is planted on good soil and this uh, this message that I'm getting ready to give through the Bible is receptive to the listeners that are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. 
All right, you guys, so we're going to get ready to get started, okay? Uh, as you know, just a disclaimer, when I say disclaimer, I mean like just to get you guys a heads up, um, I will do usually studies are like two hours, one hour. Uh, some of my podcasts are like two hours, almost three hours now, uh, but I'm just going to come on here quick. I want to cover all of these notes today in this specific um, study. And if you see me going back to my other phone, uh, to pause, because this is where, um, today usually I am doing the, I'm usually using a microphone or different things like that, but I just decided to do, um, at my desk today and, um, you know, just go ahead and record this while we're doing this as well without the whole thing in my face and everything like that, because I didn't want to have to go through that. I needed to be able to look at the computer, uh, you guys and all this uh, stuff together. Okay. So, uh, bear with me. All right. So we're going to get started now. We're going to talk about, um, the misconception of the seed. All right. So I'm going to go all the way back to, um, Adam and Eve. I'm going to go about, uh, go into the word life, how God breathed, breathed the word into us. I'm going to go into the DNA. I'm going to go into all these different things planted on good, good ground, all these different revelations that the Lord, uh, has revealed to me to be able to share to, uh, share to you guys. And then we'll continue this and, and come back to this as we need to go. Okay. So one thing, the first thing I want to start off and to introduce into this Bible study and any other Bible studies that I do, I'm picking up Bible studies. It's been, um, a while. I used to hold them in, in my studio. Um, I used to have people come and at night at seven 30. And so I'm getting ready to get this, uh, started again for you guys online. But the first thing I want to say in any Bible study, anytime you're sitting in the teaching is that you need to know that you need to be able to read the Bible with the Holy Spirit. All right. You need to be able to read the Bible with the Holy Spirit. That's the first thing you need to be able to read, meaning you need to be able to read it and allow God to give you discernment and allow him to be able to interpret it the way he needs to interpret. Because oftentimes we read the Bible, we read it literal. We think that certain things he can, uh, God can be giving us a parable. Uh, God can be doing this. And so we're reading it and we're thinking, okay, I, when, when the, you know, people say, well, you need to live by the Bible. And so people literally assume you have to live every single word literally every single text literal to the down to the T and so many times we miss the secrets and the things that revelations that God is trying to show us deeper within the word uh, because we're so deceived as to the religion of okay it has to be like I ate a hamburger and or for you're a vegan, a, ve- um, a vegan burger. And what you're doing is what how the Bible uh, is starting to be um, interpreted is like you're, you're I, okay, you're going to get you ate. I ate a, a, a hamburger. Get your hamburger. And, you know, so this is how you guys are putting all this stuff together. And um, the Lord could, could very much be saying you are, um, you ate of something else or you ate of. So I'm going to be talking about that too in the Bible. When you see ate or, you know, eating of, don't eat of this, you know, um, 
sacrifices. Don't eat onto something that is sacrificed. God is saying, don't eat onto this specific practice. Don't eat, um, don't take, don't be a part of, don't eat of, meaning don't be a part of this. And when you eat of something, you are allowing yourself to become a part of it. And so that's what he is trying to reveal when he's saying eat of, partake of. This is, so there's so many things we can unpack or go, you know, talk about, but I want to start with you know, what he's given me today regarding the seed and the word and the importance of the word, which is very important. All right. So you have some Christians and you, and I'll just, just depending on where you came from, your background, your religion, because a lot of people say they're not religious, but they're Baptist, they're Catholic, they're this and that, you know, and it's all this different stuff that you have to go by Jehovah witness, you know, Pentecostal and all this different stuff. You can be you can teach a certain practice or live a certain example, but it doesn't mean you have to like literally like eat, breathe of it, you know, especially when you're in Christ. Okay. Now, um, some Christians are too biblical. Okay. When I mean too biblical, meaning, uh, they are Pharisees. Okay. So they read the word. All right. But they don't apply the Holy spirit to the word. They don't apply the Holy Spirit. They don't really, some of them, they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in prophecy. They don't believe in all this stuff. They just are strictly the law. And uh, they don't, uh, oftentimes they don't even preach on the New Testament. They only preach on the Old Testament in the Old Law and the Old Testament. So that's, that's, uh, that's some of the problem when it comes to Bible studies these days, okay? And interpretation of the word. Now you have, um, the other side, okay, are two, uh, a spiritual, okay. They don't read the word. They don't read. It's not that they don't, they don't read the word. So they apply the practices of the old law. Okay. But they also, some of them reject the Holy spirit. And so what they do is they don't read the Bible. So they are spiritual. You have all these gifts, um, they're prophesying, they're doing all these things, but they're not uh, reading the word and applying the word to their life. And applying the word, something else that I'm going to get into is um, so many people, they just read the Old Testament. And when it's time for a, a seed or when it's time to offering or something like that, they are reading the Old Testament. All right. And something else the Lord wanted me to look up to uh, that I'm going to look up and we're going to talk about today, just so you guys can have a picture of what I'm talking about. Hold on. Okay. So they, um, they don't read the word. All right. And that's, what's going on now. Some people, I see it, they are reading the word, and I see it a lot often. Um, they are reading the word, they use the word, okay, I, I know the Bible, okay, they study the Bible in this interpretation, but they're still, they're still stuck in the law, and they don't have any um, revelation of the actual truth, and the actual new covenant of what God is trying to do, okay? So they're still living, and they're, they're highly spiritual, all these prophetic and everything like that, but they are not... Um, understanding 
what the Lord is trying to do and what he's trying to do. And you can have, you can still have prophecy. You can still do all that stuff, but it's supposed to be a balance. All right. And so I feel like the, the not the, I don't want to say the mistake, but the gap is between the whole, you know, the, the new Testament, okay. Which introduced the Holy spirit and the old Testament, which, which was already in the law. All right. And so I want to, I want to really dig deep today. Today, I, my goal is to dig deep in reference of Jesus. All right. So that's the most important thing. Jesus is, is so impor- important and so impactful for so many reasons. And, and I want to explain that to you guys. It's not just because yes, it's because he came, God came through the flesh as the Holy spirit and on earth that yes all of that is so impactful but it's so much more uh, to this and why um the new testament all of this stuff is important so i want to uh just break that down for you guys for what the lord has revealed to me okay so so basically and i wrote some few i wrote i wrote a few notes so you know just give me some time if i'm kind of reading from those because i wrote a few a, a few of these notes this is not a sermon it's a bible study so it's definitely okay if i look at my notes all right so basically what i was explaining here and what i want to explain to you guys is there has to be both all right there has to be you need to have the biblical knowledge okay you need to read the word you need to you should you should you know or if you don't read the word you're just going to be like anyone else uh, a psychic or a person who sees any, everything and you're just going to be living whatever way you're going to see dreams you're going to see this but you're really not going to have any substance and the word is not to be you know the bible isn't to just be glorified but it's it's specific practices that was left behind so we can see things and we can um, see practical things that happened to them in that past and in that time. All right. So this is very important. I want you guys to catch this. All right. So because when we came into the new covenant, all right, there was Jesus. All right. The Holy Spirit was introduced. All right. In flesh. So the Holy Spirit was introduced in flesh when Jesus came. All right, this is important. The Holy Spirit was introduced in flesh. And I want you guys to catch this. This is very important. Before the Holy Spirit was introduced in the flesh, the Holy Spirit was not being um, activated in the natural on, on the earth. Okay, it was not. It was not being activated in the natural. It was not. Until the Holy Spirit was introduced, God was introduced to the earth all right they knew in the old testament they knew i'm not saying that they didn't they didn't know god you know but he was introduced meaning he was put into this this um he was put into the earth all right he came down all right as jesus through jesus representing as the holy spirit Jesus was that representation that, and I want you guys to write this down. If you have your notes, that's the new covenant. All right. When Jesus came to earth, all right. When I say Jesus came from the foundations of the earth, when God came as of in flesh, which is Jesus, you guys know what I'm talking about. That was when the new Testament was activated. And when that started, all right, that's very important. And this is when I, when I, uh, what I want to share with you guys, when at time when he was, and then he got baptized and we're going to talk about all of that. All right. And it says, uh, Jesus, 
basically was introduced in the flesh this means we are no longer just under the law all right so this is important for you got for you biblical uh, bible scholars scholars i understand that i understand that you want to you you know a lot of you guys you like to scream a exclamation mark no 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 the word you have to know what the word says the word introduced something new all right those old things we, we're not saying that you cannot apply those those things but we're saying that you have to, we're, he's introducing something new now he's introducing a new covenant and so this is we forget we forget um most of the time so we have this spirit this is important when once we come he's introduced this this um this new covenant okay so i want you guys to catch this we have this spirit intertwined in our DNA, all right? We have it intertwined in our DNA. And when we have to fully accept that relationship, all right? And when you, this is why when you become born again, you have this, this Holy Spirit. And this is already, this is important. Everybody's not in this. Everybody doesn't, you know, gift of people think just because you speak in tongues, just because you there's demonic tongues, a lot of people speak in demonic tongues, and a lot of people be speaking some other stuff that people don't know. All right. And just because you're not speaking in the Holy Spirit does not mean you don't have the Holy Spirit. All right. There's many gifts of the Holy Spirit. So that doesn't mean anything. But what I'm saying is that's also one of the signs if you do have that. But I want you guys to know that um in that time when this is introduced this is intertwined something that i want you to catch all right something i want you to catch about the word like i was saying before if you do not read the word and allow the holy spirit to guide you and shine truth you basically gonna be deceived you're just gonna be reading the word you're just gonna say like i said i ate a hamburger that's how you're gonna read it i ate hamburger you're not going to understand the revelation of the hamburger. You're not going to understand the revelation of what the Lord is trying to say. You're just going to be going from, okay, I, you know what? I ate a hamburger today. And this is how people become atheists. This is how people backslide because they don't understand the word. There are so many interpretations of the Bible and people do not understand. You know, I met this um, atheist. I talk about it in the beauty and being broken in the chapter of uh, the atheist. And when I met him, um, when I met him, he told me that he was called to be a pastor and he, he was in the church at first and he walked away because there were so many of these interpretations. There were so many lies and he was so confused and he got very overwhelmed and he walked away. And he, I remember us talking, we were talking and I revealed something to him and he said, you know what? No one has ever told it to me like that. I was never taught that way that you told me. And Right then and there, at the bus stop, I was 21 years old. This man who had backslid after being a pastor gave his life back to Christ. And so for you people that are teaching and preaching the Bible, I, I that is great. That's awesome. But you guys also have to be careful because, you know, we talked about false prophets, teachers, etc. That also goes for you. You know, we're, we're teaching things like, you know, women and shouldn't. Uh, all this different stuff. I'm going to get into that. All of that stuff. You know, you'll be surprised how, you know, we're saying things and, you know, we have to ask God, is this, is this the real, the revelation of what you're really giving us? Is this what you're really trying to say? You know, so that's very important. So the covenant. All right. So this, he's introducing this new covenant. 
All right, he's introducing this new covenant. This is a so beautiful part. You had the law. You had all of these people that were throwing stones. You know, you guys know the story. Throwing stones at people, people dying. If you committed one sin, like he was dead. That's how crazy it was. Because, and we're going to talk about this. Why did, and that's something you might think. Why would God, uh, why did he wait so long? Why did he wait so long to, to send the Messiah, to send, you know, to come down into the flesh and change some things up? Why why did he, you know, wait so long? And I, I personally feel like the Lord uh, does things uh, for a reason. And he's about timing. He's about perfect timing. And he does things for a reason. And so something I want to um, touch base on. All right. All right, so let's get into this. And so one thing I want to say, one thing I wanted to say, because I I wanted to get into, we're and we're gonna go back, uh, piggyback back into um, reading the Bible. Reading the Bible was my main point. How you need to read the Bible, because that because that's very important. I'm gonna get into that. Um, I'm gonna get into. So no, you're not just under the law anymore. All right, you're not just under the law anymore. So, in order for you to understand the spiritual things, you have to understand that you are now walking into something new, and this is important. So, some of us don't want to. It, uh, we don't want to acknowledge the Holy Spirit. We just have to be honest. We don't want to acknowledge it. We don't want to acknowledge the gifts because of our religion, because of something that happened to us in a charismatic church, uh, because of something how because our, our grandma was doing some crazy stuff. So, we don't want to acknowledge that it's real or that we even need. So there's some people that are in the church uh, that are in the, you know, more religious church, the Baptist denomination, different things like that. Um, Y'all don't want to acknowledge that type of stuff. You just want to say, no, no, no. I ate hamburger. I ate hamburger. If it ain't I ate hamburger, then it ain't it. No, no, no. That's not what the Lord is trying to say. You know, we're getting to the point where we are looking at things as literal knowledge and we don't have any spiritual insight. We don't have any understanding. So you, you can read, you can preach real good. You know, you can, uh, you know, and the Lord told me, you know, that I was going, but y'all don't, you don't have any understanding. And, and so that's the problem. You're not, you don't have any wisdom as to how to read, uh, the biblical text. And, and so I feel like that's, that's the big problem, you know, that's going on, uh, now, all right. So basically in the Bible, in the Bible. All right. So the apostles, this is very important. These are this. I want you guys to know when you're reading it, when you're reading this word, you're going to see different types of, uh, you're going to see three different things. All right. You're going to see three different things, which is, which is really important. What you're going to see, you're going to see these people talking about different things. All right. You're going to see the apostles. The apostles are bringing new revelation. All right. They bring a new revelation from God. You're going to see the Bibles. The Bible studies are basically to help you apply this type of stuff in your own life, because a lot of these people in the Bible went through things. All right. They went through things. They, they, they saw this stuff. They're seeing these different things and they're writing about this stuff that they saw. So you're going to see observations of what they saw. You're going to see, you're going to read that in the Bible, observations of what people saw. The apostles are bringing new revelation. 
All right. Uh, some of some some they're talking about things that they're experiencing and, and they're looking at they're looking around they're looking at they're seeing their observations they're seeing their surroundings and certain things are coming directly from God but a lot of the apostles when they're when they're talking yes they're bringing new revelations from God but some of this stuff believe it or not is their opinions from what they are seeing as an observation this is what they're seeing they're like yeah uh-uh. you know they're they're doing all of this yeah that's kind of yeah I, I I don't think you should do that so they're they're giving you this insight and this kind of like this like uh telling you that ain't work out you know how you do a, a trial and error and you're looking at something and you're like yeah uh, i mixed this with this but this didn't work so it's just like as teachers and overseers they're able to see how these churches are what what's happening in these churches you know um the activity the behavior the mannerisms of all these different church people and leaders. And we're going to get into Corinth, uh, which is Corinthians, and how these people was just, you know, uh, they was just like learning and they they didn't, they was all, you know, doing whatever. And I, I mean, you see it in a lot of churches today. I was talking about that to somebody, um, you know, the other day, how in a lot of churches, you know, the, the the pastor is preaching and it don't even be the women talking and stuff in the church it be the men it, it don't even, it's not even the women have the time like at going you know disturbing it's the, it's some sometimes it's the men and I you know I was telling somebody I was like I don't if, if somebody's preaching like for me I'm gonna be I'm gonna be per, I'm gonna be straight I'm gonna just be real okay if I'm preaching if I'm preaching I don't, I shouldn't, I, sh- I shouldn't see, have nobody on the side of me, uh, screaming at me saying, yeah, I don't need that. You know what I mean? I don't need that. And so this is what, believe it or not, they was asking all these questions in the church. They were doing all this stuff and, uh, they didn't understand, you know, they were trying, they were, um, it was just a lot of stuff going on. You know, that's when they was, when you can preach and people talking and stuff like that. But these days, like, I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not used to that. It's distracting. It's very distracting. I was looking at a pastor online and, um, you know, they had the, I guess they had the, like the, the choir in the back or of him. And they were just like talking while he was preaching. That would be the most distracting thing to hear somebody. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is so distracting. I remember when I used to, uh, even when I was learning, like if I'm learning a dance or learning a choreography and I'm like, talking to somebody or I'm trying to ask a question while um somebody is talking and you know I remember somebody was like yeah you know it could it's distracting it could be very distracting so I mean like look if I'm preaching or I'm doing something like I can't have nobody screaming in the corner of me I'm I'm gonna ask you to sit down you know can you sit down (laughs) because some people do it and look they do it a lot in the Baptist church they do it a lot in the different churches and they, you know, I guess that's how it is. Everybody's standing up. They go into the atmosphere. That's too much for me. That's that's way too much for me. Like, it's okay if you're like worship and everybody's dancing. But if a person is taking the stage and they're getting ready to preach, I don't think that it should be a bunch of people screaming and yelling, you know, behind them. It's just, it's just distracting. So, I mean... I, I understand what John was, how John was looking like, you know, now nah, I beseech. He was, he was basically saying, cause he saw the woman, the women, um, doing that mostly, you know, that's what they, they didn't know anything. The men, 
knew so imagine you knowing the bible and the women don't know nothing and he's like huh huh what is, what is he trying to say basically that's what was going on and he he wrote he was like uh-uh i i just don't think that they should be even talking you know so that i feel like that context goes for men too you know because like if i was literally writing the bible right now i would be like um yeah these people and these you know who knows i would have went i could have went to a certain religion and saw that they were doing it and said yeah i be, i beseech the baptist not to not to preach you know and then all of a sudden me leaving a book behind guess what they feeling like they can't preach anymore and it's a whole it's a whole error and chaos going on just because of the, of an observation i saw that i just felt wasn't a good idea you know if that makes sense okay so let's move on so apostles will bring a new revelation, okay? Okay, so the new covenant. So the new covenant, we're going back to the new covenant. The New Testament, basically. So in the New Testament, I want to start with the New Testament. In the New Testament, you're going to hear more prophetic. You're going to hear prophecy, uh, raising the dead, healing. Jesus is speaking, okay? You're going to see more of that in the New Testament, okay? It's more of the new covenant. The New Testament is the new covenant, all right? And it says, this is why we have access to the Holy Spirit because of the new covenant. The new covenant represents God coming in the flesh. That's important. And the old passing away. The things in the past will not work the same because there is a new man. All right. A new man. New spirit man. If that sounds familiar. The Holy Spirit. All right. And it says the new covenant, you'll hear the fruit of the spirit. And then when you're walking in the fruit of the spirit, you necessarily don't need the law. Okay. So when I say when you're walking in the Holy Spirit, you don't need the law. No, you can still teach the law. You still teach it, but, and you need to read it, <laughs> especially if you're someone who needs correction, etc. But when you are walking in the fruit of the spirit, you're going to have tolerance, all right, which is self-control. That's one of the fruit of spirits. So if you have self-control, you're not going to be committing adultery. You're not going to be in these type of things. You know, you're not going to be running out the, the, lust of, the, the lust of your of your flesh and all these different things. You're not going to be stealing. You're not going to be gossiping. You're not going to be doing all these things because you're practicing the fruit of the spirit. So this is what this is saying. This is saying, hey, I'm bringing something new now. All right. He's already, uh, Jesus, uh, came, God came in the flesh and said, so he was, he brought something new and I, we're going to get into that. We're going to really break that down because keep in mind, I want you to think about it. Every time somebody made a mistake, they threw us, you, you, that was it. All right. You had to come bring a sacrifice up to God to forgive him, forgive your sins. And if you didn't do that, you, you had to die period. And all this stuff everybody's doing now. Imagine you was, imagine 400 years ago, you know, imagine all this time years ago before Christ and you, and you got caught doing a lot of that stuff. Yeah. You would be gone <laughs> if it wasn't for, so this is why Jesus is important. All right. So you are, you're not going to do all of that. You're not going to want to steal. And so the old Testament, the old Testament, I love the old Testament. The old Testament is perfect for rebuke, you know, correction, uh, new Christians and babes, you know, or, or just someone of your, your, um, 
especially for new Christians and, and babes, you know, the Old Testament, because the Old Testament, when I first, uh, when I was going through, you know, even though I, I was, I had a relationship with God, I was going through things, but I had went through, you know, a falling away, a lust, um, different things and, you know, deliverance. And I was started reading the book, a prop. I started reading the book. It's okay, Alexa. I started reading the books of, um, I don't know why Alexa cut on because I didn't call her. It's weird. But I started reading um, the book of Proverbs, you know, Romans. These are books that, you know, building character. I mean, I'm reading Proverbs and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. A fool is easily angered. I was like, oh my God, you know, I'm a fool. So that, it, it hit me, but I would sit there and I would read Proverbs. I mean, like every day, literally. And my my character my character my character so yeah you should still want to read proverbs you should still want to read these things but this is perfect for especially people who don't know god you know they're coming from the world they're coming from the world they're coming out of you know the, the Corinth, you know the babylon they were doing all whatever they wanted to do they were drunkards they were doing all this stuff they didn't see any reason to be holy all of these different type of people that are coming from this type of thing getting deliverance this is good this is a good word for these for 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 this specific um community okay now, if you're walking in the Holy Spirit and uh, you're you're not going to have to go, you're not going to need to refer back to these things because you already know what, you know, you've, you're walking in this, in this new covenant, okay? Not saying that this stuff is not needed because yes, we, we always still go back to these stories and it's, and the, the Old Testament is very much uh, relevant still today. So I don't want to say that it's not, okay? Now, we're going to talk about baptism. And I'm going to tell you guys the importance of what baptism, I'm breaking down these things so you guys can get many little revelations of, about why we do certain things and why they matter. Some people might think, okay, baptism is just, you just got to baptize me in water. You know, that's it. Or why do I have to do this? People might think that. So baptism with fire, all right, represents the Holy Spirit. Okay. And um, baptism with water. All right, being baptized with, with the water. And so baptism in water represents a new revelation. All right, new revelation, and it coincides with being born again. All right, this is why Jesus, when he when Jesus got baptized, he was baptized in the water, all right? And the Holy Spirit came down on him and represent the fire of God. And this is what this, this baptism means when you're being baptized with water. And then when you get baptized with water, um, this represents, like I said, this represents your the the new the new your new creation, the new covenant. And so, oftentimes you you should get baptized with the water, but you should also uh, be when they say baptized with the uh, fire. In this situation, this baptism, believe it or not, represents a new level. Anyway, most babes when they come into Christ, they they come into Christ, they really don't know a lot of things, so they're really not going to understand baptism. All right. They're really not going to be ready for that new level or going through that. this new things because you're going to start seeing things. You're going to start doing these different things like that. So when you're going through that, you're being baptized with the fire, the Holy Spirit, all this different stuff. You're you're walking into a new um, something new, something entirely new. It's not the same as just coming to church. You're, you're coming to church every day. No, no, no. It's an it's a new awakening. You know, it's a new awakening and you're being you're, you're allowing this Holy Spirit to be awakened within you. Okay. So we're going to go into that too. And so baptism is important because it represents the new covenant. 
All right, the apostle John the Baptist had, he had this revelation from God to start baptizing to prepare the way. All right, so he was already baptizing people. John the Baptist, all right? He was doing all this stuff, but most of the most of what he was doing was warning. He was warning, he was already he was baptizing with water and he was doing this stuff like this. But Jesus, when Jesus came, this is important. He basically said, he said basically I'm going to go ahead and read we're going to read from Malachi uh 3 Malachi 3 verse 1 through 5. Okay? So if you have your Bibles, this is the witness of John. All right, now we're getting into uh, some scripture. So it says, there was a man uh, sent from God, all right, whose name was John. The same came from a witness, all right, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness to the light. All right, so this is important. So John the Baptist was already baptizing in water. He was baptizing people. He was going through his little years of ministry, prophet and everything like that. I would consider him probably the last just radical in the Old Testament that before he died, you know, before Jesus came. All right. So when Jesus came, Jesus was baptizing in the fire. All right. With the Holy Spirit. So it wasn't just, okay, he's baptizing in water. No, he's he's baptizing people in with the with the water and the fire of God. So that's very important which is the Holy Spirit because before they were not awakened to the Holy Spirit. That's very important. They were they didn't have that access, all right? And I I personally believe that was a decision. That was a decision from the Lord. The Lord didn't re- wanted to reveal that self that part of him himself yet to his people to the people. That was very important. He didn't want to reveal that part of himself yet. And the new covenant brought him revealing something new. This is why I'm going to talk about this. All right. I'm going to talk about this. Um, so let's get back to John. All right. So John was, uh, was, he was baptizing people. He was preaching. He was telling people, um, you know, he, he baptized, he had disciples. He had all of these, the same thing. All right. He had all the same thing Jesus had during that time. But one thing he did not have, he did not have the, that revelation of the Holy spirit. All right. In a baptism of, of fire. He did not have that. All right. So this is what he says. He who is coming after me is mightier than I. This might refer to God himself, a human Messiah or a transcendent divine being. He also says, I baptize you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John was imprisoned by Harold Antipas and beheaded after Harold's stepdaughter asked for his death. So listen to this. John, uh, John the Baptist was a prophet. All right. He was getting this message across already that there is somebody coming. He was prophesying, look, there's somebody coming greater than me. You think I'm doing something? Oh, he's really about to do, he's, he's going to do greater than what I, what I did. He's going to do greater. All right. And John the Baptist had the privilege to, to baptize Jesus. And, he, and this is how he knew. The Bible says he knew when the, when the Holy Spirit ascended onto him. That's how he knew. When that dove, when that light, after when he lifted him out that water and that ascended, this is how he knew this was the okay. This this is the son of God. 
This is the son of God. This is God in the flesh. This is what I've been prophesying. He knew that it was getting ready. It was time for him to transition. All right. So let's get into it. And we, and I want to get into, um, we have a few parts to this. So bear with me and I'm going to get, get we're going to get into this. All right. So we're going to go into the beginning. All right. So go ahead, uh, get to go to your Bibles, Genesis, uh, chapter one, verse one through two. All right. So it says in the beginning was the word. All right. And so now we're going to go through. We're going to go chapter one, verse one through five. All right. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. All right. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All right. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. So this basically means, this is like a tongue twister, but basically nothing was made without God. Anything that was made was not made without him, meaning he had to make everything. He knew it was made. He created every single thing. There was nothing in the world before God spoke it. All right. So it says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light. All right. In him was life and the life, all right, was the light of men. The life. Listen to this. This is so powerful. The life. I think about when the Lord, and I talk, I talk about this a lot in my podcast. When you are born, when the when you are your heart is beating, you are breathing, right? And look at, I mean, I can just I can just really break this down. In him was life and the life was the light of men think about that in him was life and the life was the light of men can you imagine you walking around in your being and you have life and this life is the light that god is using through you so this is if we go back to this and we go ahead and break this down All of us, even in the Old Testament, already had a peace of God in us. That's very important. We had that peace because God breathed his life into us. It was not activated until the Holy Spirit, God came, okay, he sent Jesus in, in the flesh, and it was activated, all right, through God at that specific time when God destined that to happen. This is why now we can have access to both the Holy Spirit because before we could not. All right. This is why Jesus had to come as a sacrifice. We're going to go into all of that. That is very important. And I can go deeper into this, but that verse, look at that verse again. Look at that verse again. Genesis chapter one, uh, verse four in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the life, the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. There's your duality right there. Only. You can only interpret the light if you're in light. You can only interpret the light if you're in God. This is why this is why God could not send that at that time. They could not understand or interpret 
if he would have sent that Holy Spirit, they would not interpret it. They would not understand it. This is why he did not send that. He did not put that or activate that in that specific time. So he gave the revelation to John the Baptist and, and gave him that revelation that somebody else is coming. Someone else is coming. This is a this is a being that's getting ready to come that is greater than me. Almost. What did he say? If we go back. He said, this is, this is um, someone else that is coming. He said, he will baptize in fire. He who is coming after me is mightier than I. This might refer to God himself is coming in. This is where the Trinity comes from. This is where all of this comes from. So what he's saying here God could not reveal that to man because they would not understand it. They're not, they were not going to understand that. And the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. This is when Jesus, why? When Jesus came to, when Jesus, when God came through the Holy Spirit through Jesus, they did not comprehend what was happening. They did not comprehend. They didn't comprehend what was happening. That's very important. They didn't comprehend what was happening. Something else that I wanted to share with you guys. When Mary got pregnant, she got pregnant from the Holy Spirit. How else would, would the Holy Spirit get there? How, how else would God implant itself? God spoke the word in Genesis. He spoke Adam. He spoke Adam. So there, so man in the flesh was already existing and said, God, what God did, all God did again was speak again. God coming in the flesh and Jesus was just him speaking the word. This is, this is powerful because when we get into, when we get into, we're going to get deeper in this. All God did was speak again and God spoke. And when God spoke, he just commanded his spirit to arise within the being that was already existing in man. This is what I was saying. Remember when I said that everyone had a part of God's spirit in him, but it wasn't act, it wasn't activated the way it is now. That spirit man. This was a, this is why I say it was a new man. Jesus was a new man. A lot of people like to say the second Adam, you know, he was a new man. So when God spoke again and he, he, he spoke again and the angel came to Mary, when he spoke the word, there it was. Mary is pregnant. That's when it started. That's when it started. Not only is that when the new covenant started, everything, that's when the new covenant generation started. Any descendants after that? This is why Jesus had to die on the cross as the living sacrifice. This is why he was so perfect and pure because he came from the word. He came in, in a new covenant where there was no, there was nothing to touch him. Nothing had to manipulate and make him. He came from a new beginning. And this is why he was deemed perfect 
as that sacrifice to do the job. This is why he had to do it. He had to lay his own self down. He had to come into the world and lay his own self down. God came and then God used him, Jesus, to lay down his own flesh so that those things that we, that once had to give a sacrifice for it to be forgiven, didn't have to go through that anymore. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that more as we, as we move forward. But I wanted to introduce you guys to the beginning, the seed, this whole interpretation, because there's so much we can go into. We're only on page, you know, six. So most likely this Bible study is going to get extended and I'll probably come back to do, you know, more uh, with you guys. Okay. So the, the Holy Spirit is something that you have to accept to guide you. All right. If you're not, if you don't accept the Holy Spirit to guide you and you don't accept, this is why being born again, it's, people talk about being born again. It's the same thing. This is why when you're being born again and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, meaning you're revived in the Holy Spirit, you have an understanding of acceptance of that Holy Spirit and that new walk with Christ. What happens is you start to become um, awakened to something new. And I explain it. I'll explain it to you how it is. When you understand that, you give an example. I want to give you guys an example of an a electronic or a little robot. All right. When you have a remote, which is an electronic, the electronic is dead. The battery is dead. It's dead. It is not alive, right? It's not alive. It's, it's there. It works. It has all the tools. But when you put those batteries into that remote, what happens is this, 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 this little remote, and it starts to work. And guess what? It starts to work your television. It starts to work uh, this. It starts to work that. So that's what happens. All right. So what happens is in that, that starts to happen. Those things, you it wakes up, you wake up, and you're this completely new being. All right, you're this, you're this completely new being. Sorry, you guys. We kind of had a little shut off. Uh, I got a few minutes left, but you're, you're, you waking up. Okay. And you are becoming this new person. You're activated. All right. And this is what happens with the Holy spirit in you, the spirit man in you, when you accept that Jesus Christ, not just accepting him and understanding who he is, but really waking up to the truth, really understanding the Holy spirit, being baptized in the fire, understanding that what happens is your little remote is waking up. You're starting to think something in you is saying, Oh, uh, we can't do this anymore. Step, 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 step. So you have something that's now helping you that you didn't have before, or that wasn't activated before. That's what comes. That's what happens when you're going into this new walk, you know, this new baptism, these different things. That's, that's very important because you can be baptized and still not have the Holy Spirit. You can be baptized by water and still not have the Holy Spirit. That's important. This is why it's important to have both. This is why I'm t- you hear me talking about the word. And then you hear me talking about um, the um, 
the new, the, you know, the new covenant, the old covenant, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, and how these things intertwine. All right. So it's there. It's there in your very being. But until you accept that understanding, this is why accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all of these different things, you are now, you have now this access. And so it's going to grow. And then the Holy Spirit in you is going to start teaching you, you know, but, but, but. I'm sorry, you guys, I'm dancing on the video. So yeah, it's going to start leading you and telling you and and showing you and directing you and convicting you and and all these different things because that's its purpose. All right. So we, you have to think about it. We didn't just hop. We didn't just, God created us by the word. All right. The universe didn't make God. God made the universe. All right. No celebrity just popped up and made us and we just popped up because they had money. No, God did. All right. Okay. so this is important. Okay, so let's move forward. Okay, so I'm gonna, and basically I gave you guys that concept. All right? I gave you guys that concept. So we're gonna move forward. All right? And we're gonna we're running out of a little time, so we're definitely gonna replay this and get back into this uh, maybe next week um, to get back into the study. All right. So we talked about we're gonna get into I'm gonna talk about women in ministry, all these different things. And so like I like I was talking about earlier, God when God created us, all right, He gave we have chromosomes. You know about the chromosomes, 23 chromosomes. All right, feminine. 23 masculine chromosomes, all right? That make 46. This makes our DNA, all right? And I talked about that. God didn't make a mistake when he made us, all right? We go into women not being called to preach. God is not going to call a woman. Well, God destined the man to need the woman and the woman to, to need the man. Now, the fall happened when Eve, Eve did not listen, This represents being submitted to God and not being submitted to God. There are men in the church that are not submitted to God, that are pastors, that are lead pastors. They should not be leading. No one should be leading if they're not submitted to God. There are women that are submitted to God. So this is a, this is a character uh, thing. This is, this is what the Lord did to show something. It could have very much been the opposite way. All right. It could be men. It could be men sitting there, um, not doing anything in other countries. I, I don't know if I talked to you guys about that in other countries there is, it's, a it's the women are running everything. The men are cleaning, sweeping, doing everything. And the women are in the high positions in, in another country. It's like that on the other side of the world, but we don't really know that type of stuff because we don't research it or we don't have, we don't have knowledge of it. So it's very different on the side of another spectrum versus here. Something else that I wanted to share with you guys 
women, especially, you know, me being a performing arts in the performing arts, uh, and study performing arts, women could not dance. They could not do ballet. They were not allowed to do ballet. They were not allowed to perform. You know what was going on in the 17th century? Men were wearing tutus. They were wearing um, dresses. They were wearing um, tights. They were performing for audiences. Women could not. They were Women were looked at as inferior. They could not dance. And then after that, when they finally let women dance, only the Caucasian woman could dance. African-American woman could not even dance then. So it went from being all about men to finally giving women the right, then finally giving African-American women the rights. So it went from all of this stuff. So you have to think about, it. we lived in a society where men was doing everything. Men was dancing ballet. So imagine the person that who created was ballet, the person who who created ballet they didn't they didn't women could not get on the stage and dance they could not they could not you you if you you was watching a man dance in a dress that's what you was watching in the 17th century because men were considered superior anything a woman was not women were not considered superior all right they were they were they were considered inferior and god could not use them and they was not to be used that is not what the lord is saying man in the in the word that the lord has revealed to me specifically when i was going through the same thing and i had people persecuting me about my call etc man represents woman man man and woman this is how god created man god would not give a man 23 chromosomes of a woman if he didn't want a woman to be involved with a man or have some type of work all right he would not he would not do it he would not he would not create that if he didn't want that to happen yes we understand the fall we understand that but this is why it's very important for a woman to be submitted under god in ministry and a man to be submitted under god still because there's men that are in that are literally in the pulpits that are not submitted to God. They they're they're leading their fam- they're not leading their families. They're not submitted to God. And there's many times where God used women in the Bible, and He used women in the Bible to do things that men would not do, because that woman was still in God. God is intentional about what He does, so that's very important uh, too for us to know. All right, so we're going to get into, um, we're going to get into, this is going to be, this is going to be a two hour uh, Bible study, you guys. So I'm just going to let y'all know right now. So it's going to be quite a bit and we're almost done, but I really got to break this down to you guys for you guys to know. So I know I'm, I'm talking to you, to you, um, you all on here. And, um, if you're on the podcast, there's going to be a part two. All right, so make sure you're staying in because because we're gonna break this down. Now we're getting ready to get into um, we're getting ready to get into the seed. All right, this is the part where I've where I really want to break down to you guys what the Lord has revealed to me about this, about sowing the seeds and all these tides and all these different things. You guys want to. You know, we're getting into all of this and I want to talk about this because there's such a misconception 
because we think that there's there's I think that there's misconceptions everywhere. I feel like everyone has their own opinions of things and their own translations of things. But that doesn't mean we're always right. All right. And I feel like everyone is trying to find out something. And some people, your grandpa taught you this is this and this is always going to be this and it's not going to be anything else. So you've been living 20 years, 30 years with that same interpretation in your head. And it's, I'm going to be, I'm not trying to be rude. It's, 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 it could not be what God is trying to reveal. All right. And so we have to allow ourselves to open our minds, be receptive to what he could possibly try to show us in this time and ask yourself, Lord, is this something that you want me to take on? You can still have your own opinion. I'm not trying to tell you to change your opinion or anything. I'm just trying to show you another, what, what the Lord revealed to me. All right. To help some of you guys to really understand, because a lot of us are just taking on things that somebody told us and we're not reading our word. We're not reading our word. We're not getting the translation from the Holy Spirit that we can get. Because one thing I know is when God is using that Holy, when the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, there's times where I I had something in my phone and somebody preached it. And I was like, how did they know I had that in my phone? That's the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's get back into it. Okay, so thank you guys for bearing with me. I'm doing like all of this stuff at the same time. So I am here. All right, so we're back, you guys. And we are in part two. Um, And we're going to, so what is considered the seed? Now we're going to get to the seed. All right. And it says, but the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is a man who hears the word and understands it. All right. So the soil, the seed is considered the word. That's important. The seed is considered the word. All right. And what is the word considered? The word is considered, if we go back into our, we're going all the way back. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So now we're, we're breaking it in. So if you're Bible scholars, y'all got your notes out. The seed in this time, as you can tell, we're going further. We're getting deeper. The seed is considered the word. All right. And the word is considered God. That's important. This is why when we're getting into selling of doves and Selling of the Holy Spirit, every people are getting angry, but that's what's happening. That's what's happening. And if you think about it, we don't see it like that because we don't want to perceive it like that. But we'll get into a little bit more about that. All right, so let's go. So the seed is considered the word. Okay? The word. Right? Well, this is our this is who we are. God is uh, living within us. We have a, a mission to God. So This is what it is. The seed. Okay. We're going to, we're going to break this down. Okay. Here I am here. Mm 
Okay. So I, I love the, I love this specific, um, I love this specific, um, give me one second. <laughs> it's always talking about low battery. All right. So I love this. This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite Bible verses. Uh, literally, you guys go ahead and turn to Luke chapter eight, um, verse 14 through 18. Okay. This is one of my favorites. Um, and when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and, and with it choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he said to the, he said these things and he called out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. The one who receiveth the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of his life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. So you can have money and not be unfruitful. You can you can have money and still be unfruitful. This is, this is look, this is what he's saying. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. Basically, the word, the seed, the seed represents the word. But it's also something deep that I got in this. And I want to go back to share this with you guys. The sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot. And the birds of the air devoured it. The seed, you guys... The seed represents the word, but the seed also represents your life and the living word. You, your life. Because if you look at it, notice it says, look at the first, look at the first one, the first verse. And, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away. What does that sound like? When you when you when you when you're in God and things start happening to you and life start hitting you by and I was explaining this to somebody before and the wind starts slapping you and you got financial difficulties and you're about to get divorced and all this stuff. 
and it just you wither away because you're like you know what this is too much i can't do this and it says and some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and with it and choked it the thorns some listen to this some withered away meaning withered away from 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 Christ from the word just from the revelation or the understanding and some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up with it and choked it the problems of life thorns could represent anything Thorns can represent habits that you have, behaviors, old behaviors that you shouldn't get into, bad friends or bad relationships, and you're growing into this type of thing and this understanding, and what happens? It chokes the seed. It chokes the revelation. It chokes your the, the hope, the faith. We talk about mustard seed. Faith is as small as a mustard seed. We love saying that verse. This verse, I love this text because it can go so many different ways. It can go regarding prophecy. You know, God tells you something and you believe it and all of a sudden it's withering away and you're over here. But this represents us being planted, being rooted and planted. This is what this represents. And depending on our circumstance, we can be withered, we can be choked. What else? Let's let's keep going. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. This text, I'm going to be honest, this text is not saying anything about money. The Old Testament, yes, it said that the, the woman... All the rich people gave all their money and the woman gave her little two mites. I mean, her little two, 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 we understand that she gave, and that's all she gave her best. She gave her best. We under, that's what the the Lord would tell you, give your best. But the Lord, when, when I go into this text and as I'm reading, the word has nothing to say. It, it, It has No, there's so many verses regarding planting yourself. You have to plant yourself and allow yourself to grow. This is what this is saying. You have to plant yourself in the word. You have to plant yourself into God. You have to plant yourself. All right, let's finish. It says, um, as he said these things, he called out, "Who he who has ears to hear, let him hear. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth. The deceitfulness of wealth. Choke it, making it unfruitful. The Bible just said the deceitfulness of wealth. The seed has nothing to do with 
how much you're giving in money. The seed is not even attached to that, believe it or not. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. It's telling you guys right here. The Bible says if you sow into deception, you'll reap death. If you if you sow into your flesh, you'll reap death. If you sow your tears, you'll reap joy. It's telling you what you sow, you reap. We, we say it all the time, what you sow, you're going to reap, what you sow, you're going to reap. This has nothing to do about how much money you put in church. It, it ain't got nothing to do with that. You are responsible for you. And sowing a seed, I want to tell you guys, sowing a seed, you're responsible for you. That's important. You're responsible for you. Okay, listen to this. This is something that, this is the revelation, first revelation that the Lord gave me. 1 Corinthians 3, chapter 3, verse 6 and 9, okay? I planted Apollo's water, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything. But only God gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one and each will receive his wages according, according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. You are God's field and God's building. You. Y'all can have a church building, but that ain't the building. You. This is why it's not even about the pandemic. It's a spiritual mindset that you got to click on to realize it's not about how you can... You can get 10 buildings and still be unfruitful and not in God because you don't understand his revelation. You can go all over the nations and still not understand what God is trying to tell you to do. I remember planting a seed. That's important. We're going to get into planting what planting a seed is. Sowing a seed. You sow the seeds. You supposed to sow the seeds. The seeds don't have nothing to do with the money and nothing like that, you guys. No. What you sow, you reap. This is what I talked about in my podcast. I said, Lord, I want to learn how to be submitted to you and how to learn self-control. Guess what I was doing? I was planting a seed. I was sowing a seed in a, for a new understanding, a new word a new revelation, and guess what I reaped? Something completely different on the other side because I was sowing that seed. I remember preaching to to someone, sowing a seed at 19, ministering to this guy. 
the guy came back, saw me again, and he said, the whole hood got saved. You remember when you used to talk to me on the phone and you used to talk to my friend about God? Now, the whole hood talking about God. That girl that was in witchcraft, she we all doing Bible studies and stuff now. He said, I had to think about where did it come back to? He said, you. He said, you're like an octopus and you're the head and we're all these legs and all these people are getting saved now. He said, what do I call you, uh, pastor? I said, oh, you don't have to call me pastor. I was 19 at that time. Moving as an apostle. Building. Because one person. You. It says, he, he who plants and he who waters are one. That's important. He who plants and he who waters. It's no competition. Somebody gonna plant the seed, but somebody might come water the seed. I might say, hey man, you know, I wanna pray for you. The Lord is doing something great in your life. Somebody else might come. Hey, hey bro, you know, did, um, uh, I, I was thinking about you the other day. The Lord gave me gave me something to tell you. You know, I just wanted to, even if it's some money, I wanted to hand this to you. I wanted to 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 encourage you. God, I wanted to 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 uh, I wanted to sow this into you. You're sowing the seed. The seed ain't the seed is not how much money you can give your church and your pastor. The storehouse is around you. It's a building, a spiritual building. And the more we, we we don't get into that mindset that it's everything around you, y'all choosing seeds to, to sow into. Let me get to this, what the what God revealed to me, because cause we we gonna we gonna run out of time. I know this thing gonna, gonna say low battery again. Listen. A field, basically. I want you guys to imagine, this is the revelation God gave me about sowing. You're digging up dirt, right? When you're in a field and you're planting, you're digging up the dirt. So imagine you have someone that doesn't know Jesus, right? You're coming back to check on the soil, all right? So this person, you're sowing into this person and you're coming back to check on the soil. This is why they said they're one. You're coming, you might come back to check on the soil, which is the person who doesn't know Jesus or someone that you might've met. It might, they might know Jesus. Someone else comes to check on the soil and waters it. Someone else, the sun is already, it's outside. Someone else is coming. Someone else is coming. Someone else is coming. God might bring them in your life again. After a year or two, this is the example God wanted me to give you guys. You might see another seed. You might see something else. You might sow something else into that other person or that soil. 
All right, you're sowing a seed. You might see some more soil. You're sowing another seed into some soil. You're sowing another seed into some soil. The soil represents the harvest. You're going to reap what you're sowing. So every person, you're meeting somebody. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're building. You're planting. Oh my gosh. You know, you might give, look, you might give a million dollars somebody. You're doing this to help, 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 help. You're growing these generations of character. And what's happening is you're sowing this this uh into this soil you're sowing a lot of y'all waiting for people to give y'all seeds and you're trying to manipulate them and tell them they're going to be saved because they start no 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 god jesus already did that for y'all jesus did that you're going you guys are not reaping no this is according to what you do. A lot of you guys are asking for money, but you're not doing any work. This is why you're unfruitful. It doesn't matter if you have all of these buildings and everything. No, the buildings are what the, the, you're building. The building is out here. The generations, the harvest is not the harvest. Look, you can get a harvest in wherever you want to plant. If you plan in self-control, guess what? You're going to get a, 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 a harvest of tolerance. You see what I'm saying? Whatever you want to say, money, whatever you want to do. But it's not, I, I'm not, I don't understand while in the church we're just saying that it's money. No. Your harvest is what you're going to see how it's produced. What is going on? Job had nothing. Job had nothing to... Job lost everything. Job had nothing to sow. Job, but no. Job had no money to sow, but Job sowed faithfulness and he got all his stuff back. Because it's what he sowed. It's not just about money, you guys. Listen to this. The seed isn't money, all right? The money is cheating God. Believe it or not, if it's if if this is how you guys are doing it, especially in a lot of these churches, and the money acts as a weed, a weed. If you know when you got flowers and you planting, it acts as a weed. And I'm talking to specifically these places who are telling people, you know, sow a seed. Oh, this is gonna reap the, the, the. No, that's not what it is, you guys. You gotta encourage people to go out. And, and this is how the your harvest is going to grow. You're planting these seeds. Other people are going out. They're growing their harvest. You got to encourage people. Hey, it's time to build your harvest. It's time to go on out. This is what's happening. Because you, the pastor is, is not the only person that needs to be building and know how, that needs to only know how to build and plant. So it says it cripples the soil because money isn't exactly what you need. What doesn't what the sower don't need money. What does the sower get from money? Nothing because the sower will not sow if they have money. And this is talking on the spiritual sense. They when I say they will not sow if they have money, meaning they're not going to do anything. What do y'all do when y'all have a check? A lot of you. I'm just saying. I'm not talking for everybody. 
You buy everything you need. You don't have any problems anymore. We get lazy. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk on a few screens, but we're not going out. We're not going. We're not meeting people. We're not doing anything. This is why, literally, and I'm gonna tell you guys, and I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I don't drive. You know why I don't drive yet? Because I meet people. This is a part of. This has always been a part of my ministry. I meet people at the bus stop. I meet people in the Uber. I meet people here. Yeah, I've been since the pandemic, I've been taking like literally Uber, paying out of my pocket for all my rides. Because, you know, I'm permitted to. And maybe this year I might, maybe this year I might actually get a get a car. You know, I want to give I I still, you know, the the stuff on the freeway not not for me. But my my dream car is, uh, I, I, I remember I used to want a, a red Mustang, you know, now I want a Porsche. I know that's probably out of there and y'all like a Porsche, you know, no, I, I like the, uh, I want, I want the red convertible one, you know, or the, um, there's, there's a few, there's, that is either that one or there's, um, you know, something else that I want to get. Is, but I like sports cars, okay? It doesn't even have to be a Porsche. I like I, I like a spider, you know? The black, all black Batman. I have different type of styles that I specifically like. Could I, could I get it? Sure. My credit is good. This is nothing holding me back. Yes, being pregnant, you know, I was like, I didn't want to, I don't want to uh, feel comfortable with driving. You know, I don't feel comfortable with driving alone. I got approved for this car and I was so excited. And I, I told him, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and wait. This was uh, 2020. And I waited. But that was a part of my ministry. I mean, you know how many people I met at the bus stop on the bus and all these different people? You'll be surprised. There's millionaires driving the bus. You know, I mean, catching the bus. They don't, they don't, they don't drive. You'll be surprised. I met uh, quite a few on the bus. You'll be surprised who you meet on the bus. So a lot of a lot of us we stop doing we get we 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 got money we don't we don't see nobody anymore we don't want to travel anymore we don't want to we don't want to work we don't want to sow and so this is what it's intended for us to do we're the sowers all of us but it's not what you think it is it's not into one a storehouse or one building it, it's the everything is the storehouse this is why people can't get Yes, you can give you can give money to your church, okay, to be able to expand and give toiletries and 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 diapers, etc., to people. But is your congregation going out and 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 talking about Jesus? You'll be surprised how much people, how many souls can get saved if we actually taught other people to do what we're doing and and encourage them. It's not that it's not that they might not be, you know, on the level that you are. But this is, they, they have to, this is how they're going to reap their inheritance and their, um, they're, they're going to have their harvest because that sick, there's 60 year olds sitting in your church that still don't know what to do. They, they're sitting there and they're, they're paying you all the tithes for you to do all the work. No, God is calling them to go out and start doing a little senior citizen study or something like that. That's what it's about. 
It don't, even if you're going to your church building, are you sewing outside in the storehouse? The, the storehouse is around us. It says it right here. Y'all don't want to put in the work. You don't want to get on your knees. You don't want to get up front. You don't want to, you don't want to do anything. You have to uproot the things in your life that God wants to uproot. If you don't get out there in that field and plant, not even plant, you got to challenge yourself to sow certain seeds in your own life so that you can reap. If you want to grow character, what are you going to sow? Y'all want to be, a lot of y'all trying to lose weight. What are you doing? You want to have a new diet. You want to, you want to uh, reap good wealth. What are you doing to reap that? When you die, what are you going to say to yourself and God? What did you do? You just sat in the church for 20 years. That's it. And gave your tithe and, and that's it. What did you do? Yo, yo, pastor, I'm yo, yo, apostle, pastor, bishop, whoever. They can build as many buildings that they want to get to plant their seeds. Yeah, they gonna have their seeds. That's fine. But what are what are you gonna have to as a harvest? What are you gonna have as a harvest? What are you doing to reap? How are you going to get your inheritance? Your faith and your, ooh, I feel the Holy Spirit. Your faith and your faithfulness is going to be your test individually. Job mama didn't come and sow a million dollars to Job. His mama didn't come and do none of that for him. His mom, his mom didn't do that. He had to believe, his friends didn't believe it. I'm gonna explain what happened to Abraham. Abraham, God gave him a word. A word can be in your understanding what the revelation that God is giving you. Abraham wanted to rush the word. Well, Sarah wanted to rush the word as you can see it again. So Sarah decided, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of waiting on God. Go ahead and just have sex with her so we can get our kid and we gonna rush. That's what a lot of y'all doing. God gave you a word and you going but ahead of God and rushing God after he gave you a word. He didn't tell, he didn't tell some of y'all to do a lot of stuff and you rushing in front of God doing it. This is important. I'm going to talk about this. What happened when we go rush God and we go put something ahead and intertwined in what he didn't tell us to do. So these are spiritual seeds that you're sowing, you guys. These are spiritual seeds. It's not really about, you can give your, like I said, all a child want to do, y'all can do that. But it's not about that. That is not what God is trying to get us to understand here. So listen, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. He who supplies seed to the sower 
okay? And bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So basically, let's give an example. The minister sows into someone else and they provide the seed or plant the seed, right? They, they plant the seed in someone else. You go talk to someone, you plant a seed. If you provide the seed, you will increase the harvest of your own righteousness. So you're sowing. What's happening is you're increasing your harvest because you're seeing the sowing and the reaping of this other individual. This individual now goes to sow. Guess what? You're increasing. They're increasing. Another person goes to sow. You're increasing. They're increasing. We're not doing that in, in today's society. No one wants no one else to sow. You guys are possessive. You're angry if somebody leaves the church. We're not doing anything. People are blind. Everybody's wandering around looking like this because they don't have an understanding. That's the problem. You're... You're a lot of a lot of leaders, you're reaping. You see what's going on, but no one else is going is is reaping anything. This is the problem the Lord has. You have to have your own faith. That's important. Your faith, God gave you something to do. Your promise has to be tested in the fire. You're gonna have to answer to it. Not your pastor. I ain't trying, I'm not, look, I understand this. People are not going to understand this. People are going to be upset at this teaching. They're not going to understand it. People might call me false because it's not, da, 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 da. they're probably going to say she's a woman. She shouldn't even be preaching. It's going to be all kind of stuff regarding this. But what I want to say is, what are you sowing? What are you sowing? I'm not talking about, it ain't, it's not about money. And what are you allowing other people to sow? Abraham was able to reap the harvest because of the seeds he planted, because Isaac multiplied his seed in the next generations. And it's still multiplying today. This is why Job was able to reap everything back because of his faithfulness that he sowed. Do not plant your vineyard with two types of seed. Otherwise, this entire harvest, both the crop you plant and the, pro the produce of the vineyard will be defiled, destroyed. A lot of us want to plant faith and plant doubt at the same time. We can't do it. It's not about money, you guys. As much as y'all want to say, come in the storehouse and put your money in. No, we need to admit, leaders, that y'all got bills to pay. Y'all need to go ahead and say it. You got bills to pay. What's happening is these people, these 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 people in your church are not reaping anything. They're not getting any 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 reaping in their life because they're not sowing anything. God revealed to me this concept years on. I Little seeds I've been sowing. It ain't got nothing to do with money. 
It wasn't nothing about money, nothing, nothing. It was little, little plants. Me, you know, a teacher came to me, my second grade teacher, and she said, thank you so much for what you allow God to do, to do in, in, in my life. I was seven years old. I don't even remember what I did, but I told her something. She said, I knew that you were special and there was something about you. God was using, I was planting little seeds. Planting little seeds, little things like that. Being like, I want y'all to know, look, money is not the key to spiritual riches and spiritual prosperity. Just because you see a millionaire, a billionaire, I want to, I want, cause it's just going to hurt some of y'all feelings. There are some rich people that might not even believe in God. That was their destiny. Some people have millions and billions because yes, their family had an inheritance and they became rich. All right. Some people became self-made. It's according to the will over their life. Not how much money they put in. If you want to be in the spirit and you want to walk in this new thing, you got to start thinking in the spirit. You got to start really moving fully in it and realize this is a spiritual thing. This has nothing to do. It says, this is what this is saying. Let me go back. And some fell on the rock and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell on thorns. The thorns grew up and choked it. And some fell on good. It's telling you guys. So let's move forward, you guys, because we're running out a little bit of time, okay? This is important. This is what I was talking about. The seeds. Excuse me. And, uh... This is what I was talking about earlier about the power of sowing and planting seeds. There, that is a powerful thing, and it has nothing to do with so many people think. People think people are teaching now that if you tithe and you give your offering, that you're going to be saved. That is that is not the, the word did not say that. The word did not say that. That is not that is not the revelation that God is trying to give. If you're going to sow, that you're going to give, that you're going to be be saved. No, you can sow as much as you want and you can still not be saved. You can sow as much as you want and you can still um you can still be behind. You can still get shot. All of this stuff can happen. This has nothing to do with money and what you sow. Sowing money to somebody is not going to protect you. So what's happening is a lot of us are sowing seeds and we think we got these seeds connected to all these people. And we putting these people as our God. God told you, God told you specifically, he's, he want, God wants a relationship with you. Your past, your pastor going to be there. That's fine. They going to, they going to, God going to get their stuff paid. 
If he's leading you to, to, to give, that's fine. But God wants a relationship with you. That's very important, you guys. This is why I was talking about the, um, it, the, so we're going to go to move to Deuteronomy 22 and nine. Do not plant your vineyard with two types of seed. Otherwise the entire harvest, both the crop you plant and produce of the vineyard will be defiled. I talked about that. This is why you cannot live in one, in one thing and, and live in another. You're going to clash. Leviticus 19 and 19, you are to keep my statures. You shall not cross breed two different kinds of livestock. You shall not sow your fields with two kinds of seed. And you shall not wear clothing made of two kinds of material. This is, God is, God is trying to say something. They're trying to say something here, you guys. Look, look what they said. You, what y'all look like if you wearing, you wearing, uh, you wearing Gavinci and Versace together. Now, don't that look a hot mess? You got you got one thing sold on the other thing because you don't want to give up one thing, so you still holding on to the other thing. Think about your lifestyle. You got all this stuff going on that you used to do, right, in the past. You used to go to the club. You're doing all this different stuff. And then you want to do this new lifestyle, right? So you sewing into this new stuff. With some old, you sewing into the same old things, the same old habits, and you're not going to get a good result. It's all going to be messed up. You're going to be in a whole tiffy because you're trying to do two things at the same time. Don't crossbreed two different kinds of livestock. Now, I'm not even going to talk about that because I can't tell you how many people breeding their dogs in their backyard. This is why we got all these different kind of animals and stuff like that. Now, hey, I don't think that now people are breeding stuff. Look, you got different cultures uh, with different cultures and everything like that. I feel like we have the we have, I mean, interracial dating. I feel like we all have the same blood anyway. So, I mean, that's not a different species. We are the same human species. The Lord is talking about a different species, a different you got a different seed. This is a different seed. You know, we, we see it now and I'm going to give a disclaimer. People are trying to, uh, reproduce with horses. That is a different seed. A horse doesn't have the same chromosomes and the same genotypes and phenotypes as a specific human being, which is a homo sapien sapien. This is who we are. A, a horse and a, and, a, and a pig does not have the same thing. So why are we trying to put those two things together? We're trying to make something brand new and it's two different species. It's, it cannot work. So what happens is, which when when I the same thing with divination. When, when I said we're trying to plant a seed of divination, right? We're trying to plant this seed of divination or this uh, old, 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 this old teachings, these new age teachings. And we're saying this is okay. And we're trying to plant this with God. It's a whole mess and it has to be uprooted. You got to start over again. A lot of people trying to go on fast, fast. You want to pray? No, you got to uproot the whole thing again. It's not going to work. You got to start over. Just like people in their hair. Guess what they do? They do a big chop on their hair when they want to start over. When they want to get those process ends, women do the big chop. They got to start over again. 
if you're going to still have them same processed ends, you got to cut them off. Now we're going to get into uprooting, uprooting this type, these type of practices, these type of things, this old lifestyle is going to be a process. You guys, it is not going to take, it's not going to, um, it's not going to take a day. And I want to explain this to you guys. Okay. Like we said before, animals have a specific DNA. It's not the same as a human. The mannerisms are different from a human. You're not going to see me crawling around my place on, on the floor like a cat. I'm not going to lick myself like a cat when I can get in the shower. I don't have hair. Cats have hair so that they don't need jackets. We're two different people. Well, humans or mammals. We're Humans are mammals, but we're not. We're a mammal. So yes, it might be a similar species, but there's still something that is off between an animal or dog versus a human. A human has 46 chromosomes. I believe a dog has maybe 36. There's something still different. It is still not correct. It is still not the same. So we're going to get into... um, I'm going to talk about some other, some other things. We're talking about the seed. Something else that I want to share with you guys. What an offering is. All right. An offering is a thing offered, especially as a gift or contribution. Animals as sacrificial offerings. Okay. Some people use that. It's also a thing produced or manufactured for entertainment or sale. A contribution, especially of money to a church. So these are the, these are offerings. The Lord said, sow a seed. The Lord didn't say you had to give offerings to people. He, that the old Testament, you gave an offering up to God because you had sin. When Jesus came, you no longer need to give an offering up to God to forgive your sins. He said, sow, plant, sow, plant this is why we all i'm hearing it people sow a seed sow a seed sow a seed and the seed and you're giving seeds in the form of an offering that's not what he's saying this is not what the bible is saying we're talking about sow seed so yes you're sowing a seed but what are you sowing in the storehouse your church building is not the storehouse your church building is not just the storehouse people Y'all coming to church, sitting in church, and nobody is sowing anything. No one is sowing no seeds, nothing. That's not what's happening. It has nothing to do with money. Money is an offering. You can go sow. This is why I I have a problem when people are upset if you give money to a homeless person. If that's where God trying to tell you to sow on your ground, that's your ground. That has nothing to do with your pastor. If you wanted to help a homeless person and you didn't bring it in a church, where is God telling you to sow your seed? This was an issue for me in the past because I was giving in outside of the church. I remember. And God would tell me sometimes to give it the church or he would tell me to give out because I knew I had wisdom. God gave me wisdom. The storehouse is around me. So I was sowing seeds in places that were outside of a ch- the church building because it was all around me. I knew that the storehouse and God told me and called me to plant and build because it says it in his word. Look, it says here. 
You know, we went, we went down, we went up here. It says it. Let me go back to it so we can remember. Okay. Let me, let me go. Look, first Corinthians three, six and nine, six through nine. I planted Apollo's water, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one and each will receive his wages accordingly. Okay, to his labor, according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. Listen to this. For we, we, the sower and the water, we, it don't matter if you sowed the seed first. God is telling you to sow the seed as the people in the congregation. Y'all, y'all, you sitting there, you're supposed to be sowing. Somebody's going to go back and water. We're sitting stagnant in the church buildings. We're sitting stagnant. We're not moving. This is why no one is reaping or harvesting anything. It's not because you got some sin. It's not because you went out. You, y'all can fast, you can fast 85 days and you're still going to be in the same position because you don't, you don't have the understanding that he's trying to reveal to you. We're hoarding. That's what's happening. It's a hoarding. Yes, God has planted you in a church building to learn and grow. And there is a specific time where God is going to, even in your growing, where are you sowing in the storehouse? It's, it got nothing to do. I'm trying to tell y'all it's not, it's not bringing a tithe in the offering. That's an old principle. You can still use it, but that's not where your harvest is going to come from. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. So let's move forward. What are you sowing in yourself, your character? What are you sowing in all aspects of your life? Where are you sowing in people's life, in your life? That's what you're going to reap. So it, the problem is we want to learn, we want to love, we want to love money. We don't want to love God. We want to love money. Matthew 6 and 24 says, no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one or and love the other, or else he will hold to the one or despise another. Yet cannot serve God. You cannot serve God and mammon. Listen to this. Notice when y'all get, I don't know. I don't know if y'all like me, but I, I pick up on a lot of gang when it comes to these relationships, these bad relationships I was in. Notice when, if you, if a, if a dude, you know, fee a woman, whoever, when you, when, when two, when somebody in two relationships, when they in two relationships or they got three girlfriends or three boyfriends, notice one moment they're going to be nice to you when they start acting up and they go, they go, they start acting up and they don't talk to you that, yeah, they found, they talking to somebody else because they can't, they can't be friend They can't be cool with you. They can't mess around with you and be cool with you at the same time. So they're going to have to come up with an excuse so that they don't have to talk to you anymore so that they can go feed or plant and, and, and feed into the other, the other. Y'all, this for another podcast. This for another podcast. Y'all need to, y'all, if you on this podcast, go into uh, singles. I'm going to talk about all this stuff, singles and celibacy, but they cannot sow into you. This is why I, I look, you get, they get into an argument with you. 
and they they talking to somebody else. When when y'all in a relationship, sometimes they these people will break they'll break up with you because they got to go to their side chick this weekend, and then guess what? They they'll skip you depending on how many girlfriends they got or how many mess arounds. They won't talk to you for two weeks, and they'll come back two weeks later, or they won't talk to you for two months. You can't feed one thing and then still be cool with the other. You can't. You got to have one or the other. This is the same thing that they're saying. You can't, you cannot plant your seed on one seed and expect to have the same outcome. You're going to have to make a choice. That's what it's about. And it's up to you. It's up to you to let the, 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 the old stuff back in your life again. After you change your lifestyle, you can go back and let that old stuff in your life. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. That same bad relationship going to come back. It's going to come back. And it's up to you if you want to let it in. Because you're going to be playing a field on both of those things at the same time. And it's not going to prosper. It's not going to work. So a lot of us are planting these old, new age. We don't realize it. We're planting this stuff that we did in the, in our, in the past. We're trying to do it in this new covenant. We're trying to do the same thing that we was doing in the Old Testament. Believe it or not, how they offered up those animals to God back in the Old Testament, it's still happening in church. Y'all just don't see it. It's still happening. It's, it's the same thing. God said, I didn't already took care of that. You need to work on yourself now. You need to sow into life now. So you can reap life. But a lot of people, y'all getting money in the church. Your pastor not telling you nothing about repentance. Y'all not doing nothing because as long as you sowing, you good. This is how a lot of churches are functioning now. Give your tithes, give your offerings, and we good. We friends. As long as you giving your tithe, I'm not going to holler at you. But the moment you can't put no money, we hollering and scolding people out of our church. If, if they give you a thousand dollars, y'all ain't talking about them for they can be in sin in a whole affair and you're not going to mention it or correct them. You're not going to warn your brother because they didn't pay the million dollars. So you say they good for the year. You not that's no, that's not as false. That's false teaching and that's false doctrine. That ain't the word. Y'all still living in the past and we're not realizing it until we get it. It's not about these offerings and these seeds. Y'all trying to No, that's not what God trying to say is that's not even what it is. It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with money. So I talked to you guys what it, what, a, uh, what sowing is. That's what it is. So what's happening is I want to explain that to you guys. There were there um something else. There will be bugs. There's gonna be bugs to come to eat the crop. There are gonna be problems that you're gonna have in your life. There will be bad relationships. There will be bad friends. Money cannot simply get you to grow a flower. It's not going you're not going to grow a flower from money. You got to go through your issues and you got to deal with your issues individually. You got to take the time that you need to grow and to plant. You got to come back and water things. You have to deal with these things for you to reap. Sowing a seed really pertains to the sower and the doer of the word. In society, that's the one thing that y'all asking. Y'all asking for money. That's important. Are you sowing into something?
So the harvest of the seed is made known through the planting over time. It's over time. It will not be at one time. It's not a one-time thing. The plant just gets strong enough. It has to get strong enough so that it can survive when all this stuff comes around. This is why it talks about, I love this Bible verse, how some wither. Some go this way, some go that way because it's not rooted. So you got to sow on good ground, you guys, and you got to stick in it. What God is revealing to me now is there's a lot of uprooting that needs to be done. It needs to be done in people's life. It needs to be done in the church. It needs to be done with different practices. There's uprooting that is going to be done in this season. This is what the Lord is revealing to me through this study and what I want to reveal to you guys. And he described me one day I was laying down and God revealed to me. He said, give them the revelation of ants. Show them ants and how, what the ants do. And he revealed to me, he gave me this vision and I researched and I started studying about ants. And he talked about the queen ant. And how the queen ant moves to different uh, places, all right? She goes around looking for where to, to lay the eggs and to build. These are ants. Ants are builders. They're always looking to build. This is us. God wants us to be like these ants and planting and harvesting. And notice, the, the, the ants' nests go 25 feet inside the ground. All we, y'all know, all we see is them little bump things. It looks, it make me itch, them little, you know, them little nests. We see that, but it's going, it goes 25 feet into the ground. 25 feet into the soil. They're, they're finding ways to grow their colonies. They're looking for workers to produce their vision. Not just once, all the time. Many, they're always looking for somewhere to go and produce. God wants us to be like this. It's good. Yeah, you're planting churches. You're building churches. That's good. You're building. You're building. You're harvesting. You're teaching people by Christ. Souls are getting saved. That's what I, when I when I spoke about. It's not about the numbers. Yes, I understand that the numbers, like many people say, the numbers represent the souls. Yes, I understand that. That's important to God. But it's not about money and it's not about just how much numbers you got. Are these, yes, are these souls harvesting? Are they, what are they doing now? They came into the body of Christ. What are they doing now? What are they doing now? Are they learning? Are they being equipped? Are they learning that you got to sow on good ground? Or they teach them what you know. This is the point of mentorship. This is why they're sitting under to grow and to work. This queen ant has worker ants. These worker ants are moving and doing as she is telling them to do. So God told me, he revealed to me, he said, this is an ant heel issue. What's happening in the church is an ant heel issue. It needs to be uprooted. It's 25 feet below the ground and God, it needs to pull it up and he needs to find a new place and plant again. With a new revelation, with a new understanding of what he's trying to do in this time. You're going to have to, you are going to have to uh, drown and destroy this old belief and this old way of thinking for God to really do what he wants to do in order to get rid of an ant bed. I'm not, I can't stand ant beds because I used to step in them ant beds, but you got to put hot water and drown them ants for them ants to die. Them, them ants so strong. They're not going to die. 
It's the same thing with you. You need to put let the fire of God come within you and and and, and drown and 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 burn up all the old things you used to do, all this old stuff, this old way of thinking. You got to allow it to completely uproot and get rid of it. Okay, this is a deep issue. God says this is a deep issue. This is like a drunkard on rehab. You got to get into it and get it uprooted. All right. Get it up. up get all that stuff up that, that you knew and that, that was taught from the generations. No, that's not the understanding God is doing. He's trying to reveal something new. So I want to go ahead and pray. If you were on the video Bible study, make sure you come to the to the podcast Bible study because the video cut off because my phone is full. I have so many screenshots in that phone and I need to delete that thing today. So I am going to post some of it, but make sure you came to hear. So I want to go ahead and pray for you guys. Uh, and then we're going to meet again. All right. For our next study. I hope this blessed you and I hope this God spoke to you through this. All right, dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you today, God. God, I thank you for uh, today's Bible study. I know it was two hours long, God. Thank you for the grace. We just pray that you continue to be with us this week and that you reveal what it is that you need to reveal in this study and you give us the revelation that you're trying to give us. Let us be able to uproot our lives and our situations and learn to plant and build for the kingdom the way you are calling us to do it. And God, I just pray that this word was planted on good ground and I thank you for what you are doing. We love you and in Jesus name, amen. All right, you guys, look, Take this in, listen to it, leave me a voicemail. I am going to to see you guys and I'm going to speak to you guys next time. Be encouraged and think about this. Uproot, get it out, and be blessed. All right.